time for the Susan Taylor Podcast, where we discuss the yoga of mind, medicine, and healing. Author of Feeling Good Matters, Sexual Radiance, and the Vital Energy Program, Dr. Taylor imparts authentic knowledge and practical tools that inspire, educate, and empower us to be a healing force for positive change. So join us and take your life and our planet to the next level. Hello and welcome to episode 116, Get Energetic, 8 Diet Strategies. Food quality often gets overlooked when we are more concerned with our protein, calories, fats, vitamins and minerals, all what I call the macro and micronutrients. But in today's episode, I'd like to discuss why the quality of food is important I'd like to also discuss nutritional energetics as well as strategies to become or be energetic with food. Energy is found on all levels. We know physical, emotional, and psychological through the foods that we eat, how we breathe, you know, the breath that we exchange in our thought processes. You know, the vibrations that pulse through our body and mind from the food that we eat, as well as from our thoughts, you know, the thoughts that we feed our mind, have an influence on the nourishment and health of our brain. You know, most people think that as long as they get enough protein that many things are good. What people seldom realize is that the quality of protein does indeed matter. And the same applies with carbohydrates and fats and anything else that we ingest. You know, our outward energy, but more important, our subtle energy, depends on that quality of food that we ingest. And not necessarily, it just goes beyond the macro and micronutrient content. Keep in mind, high quality food, you know, fresh, pesticide free, hormone free, grown in nutrient dense soil, you know, contains macro and micronutrients automatically needed by our body and our mind complex. You know, nature's intelligence takes care of things when it's not adulterated by, you know, the human hand. And when I say adulterated, I just did, you know, an experiment with myself, and I think I might have even mentioned it in the last episode, or perhaps on our commentaries, where I did an experiment and I imported, I got flour from uh, Italy as well as France, and I made products with it, and I ingested them and had no effect. Because of the glyphosate that we have in our soils, that's a pesticide, I would say, yeah, it's a pesticide. It's also an herbicide, I should say, not really a pesticide, but it kills and it's designed to kill. So what it does is it kills all the natural bacteria and destroys the soils, the components of the soil, as well as destroying the intelligence of the plant itself. So when we ingest that, that's why people say they're gluten intolerant. I'm not quite sure it's the gluten. I'm quite sure that it's the glyphosate that's laced within the actual physiology and biochemistry of the plant itself, as well as the soil. So it's a little bit of a tangent, but I, you know, it's a big surprise. You know, everybody always had said to me, why do I go to Europe and I can eat anything that I want and I don't have that same effect as when I come here? Because American wheat is has been adulterated not only with pesticides, but herbicides, as well as uh, any other thing that you could ima- you could probably imagine. So I don't want to start a whole thing on this, but it's something to keep in mind that the quality of food, even though it has more protein, more this, more that, and the vitamins and minerals, it's fortified, the quality is extremely poor. 
and it's so poor that it's causing uh, massive problems among our population. So to reiterate, food quality often gets overlooked when we're more concerned with proteins, calories, fats, vitamins, and minerals. But, you know, you could have the same food with different qualities. You know, the way food is harvested, prepared, digested, really determines its energetic quality. And the way I define uh, energetic quality of food, it's that amount of vital force that's present in it. You know, take a can of beans and a cup of dried beans, put them in water for a few days, and you'll find that one putrefies, the one coming from the can, and the other sprouts. So I always ask people when we're doing live events, which one do you think has more stored energy? Anyway, eating foods that are fresh and harvested on time without chemicals provide more energy than the same food that's been processed and canned. So moving on, I'd like to discuss the ways to feel energized by food. What are the ways that we can really feel energized by food? And I'll go through the list and then I'll repeat the list so that we have it as a review. We want to eat foods with high ki, chi, or prawn. That's that subtle vital force that I always talk about. Prana is the vital energy present in vegetables, fruits, pure energy, and it, it, I shouldn't say pure energy, and pure air that we breathe. And that's what I call nutritional energetics. One of the reasons for eating is to really import and bring in that prana. So the foods have to be that high in prana. And it depends the language we're using, chi, vital force, ki, uh, whatever. But it's that subtle energy that we're talking about. More fruits and vegetables and ripened fruits. You see, we pull our fruits, again, before they're ripe. So when we bring it to market and they sit on the shelves, they're not going to go bad. But ripened fruits will give a different energy boost than food, fruits that aren't ripened and also fresh vegetables. So it's important to cut the vegetables and cook them freshly at every meal. That's the only thing that I say really don't do too much leftover with. It's vegetables. We want to prepare them fresh each day. You know, buying pre-cut vegetables means that you've already done and lost some of the prana. That doesn't mean I haven't bought pre-cut vegetables. I'm just saying, I'm giving you the example of what happens to the energy. So try to buy whole vegetables and fruits for maximum vitality. Second, eat organic or locally grown foods whenever possible. This sort of overlaps with the first one. Organic foods have more than just the subtle energy required for optimal functioning. They have a quality higher than the foods, as I mentioned with when I was talking about the glyphosate in the wheat, exposed to chemical fertilizers, uh, herbicides, pesticides. You know, if your body has to work hard to purify the chemicals of the foods that you eat, you're going to feel fatigue and toxic. You're going to get an overload. We're getting into that movement now where locally grown foods are more available and they're higher in their energy quotient because they don't have to be shipped or stored and can be bought tree ripened, for example. That's where there's this movement happening where people are buying local. Also planting. I just built a few beds last year for planting foods with making the soil have a rich microbiome and I've been treating it for years now and it's got to the point where the vegetables taste different because I'm able to build that microbiome up and also with the minerals that are needed. So keep in mind that locally grown herbs, fruits, vegetables, and even dairy products will have a more powerful and energizing biological impact. 
you know, herbs and plants that are grown in the desert are more helpful for people who live in the desert in that kind of climate. And the principle applies to being in the Northeast or in the Southeast, wherever. Locally, those foods actually support our own microbiome. But that principle doesn't apply to necessarily grains or beans, which are grown in different regions. Because if you can't get, you know, locally grown, for example, things, then you have to rely on outsourcing. And we're, we're very privileged to be able to do that. So it's better to eat imported produce if you can't get it locally. The point here that if you have a choice, buy or grow local produce for more vitality and more energy. The third... We wanna take the food again with high life force and high intelligence, and that's what we call nutritional energetics. So when it's possible, choose, as I've mentioned, again, there's overlap here, fresh foods. Food, you don't wanna really take food that's old, that's on sale in the supermarket because you're gonna save a dollar because it's a few days old. If it's vegetables, I wouldn't do that. And anything that's heavily processed. You know, less life force left in foods gives you left, uh, you know, less of a life force. So keep in mind, frozen is not as bad or as, as depleted as canned, packaged, processed, bottled, fermented, or even leftover foods, because they do provide, everything provides less nourishment for the body. So here, I'm not saying things are bad. I'm just saying, we're talking about how can we get more energy? And it, we get it through our foods and our breath, but we're talking about food here. So food with the qualities that are more difficult to digest, you know, with the pesticides, herbicides, uh, not so alive, right? They're going to be more difficult to digest and create metabolic waste and buildup of toxins, which clog our body's channels and create fatigue. So choose food that's fresh, whole, unadulterated by chemicals and harmful processing methods. And if you don't know what they are, just write in or call, and I'd be more than happy to discuss food with you. Fourth, eat a variety of foods. And this, I could say personally, a little bit guilty of this. I don't eat so much variety because I find it very difficult to have variety when I wanna have a clean diet. But try to rotate your selection so that you're always getting a wide variety of grains, fruits, vegetables, proteins and other flavors. You know, when you eat all of the six flavors, you know, sweet, sour, salty, bitter, pungent, and astringent in every meal, if you're studying Chinese medicine, they're gonna eliminate the astringent. So, but having all those flavors, you get more satiety because the balance of taste creates metabolic balance for you. So if you find yourself getting bored with food and you're craving unhealthy foods, you're probably not getting all the taste that you need. And if you go to a Japanese restaurant, for example, or a real ethnic restaurant, or I eat out uh, once a week maybe in an Indian restaurant, and when they use all the flavors, when I'm done, I'm really full. If you go to a place that doesn't use all the flavors, let's say if you go and have pizza, you're gonna want something after eventually. So pay attention to the tastes. It really makes a difference. Five, cook with energizing spices. You know, cooking with spices makes food more digestible and creates energy. That's why just eating plain food is not necessarily a good thing. And whether you're cooking any ethnic, ethnic kind of cooking, they'll 
you know, cook with spices and saute them with uh, ghee, olive oil, all those things. And when we do that, it creates more flavor, more enhancement, and it increases our digestive fire. You know, you can also take, you know, your ghee, if you're going to make ghee, I make ghee, which is uh, clarified butter. You can also infuse that with herbs and spices if you don't want to use herbs and spices each time. But always cook your vegetables. I know everyone says raw, 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 but raw, think of raw vegetables as sweepers. They'll sweep your intestines. You're not going to really absorb that much by way of nutrition, uh, as opposed to if you really cook and break down the fiber in vegetables, save the material in which you're cooking in so that you can include it in the meal, and then you'll have at least digestible material and you'll also be able to store more nutrients. Avoid energy draining combinations. Now, I know this, I'm bringing this up because people always ask me about, what about food combining? You know, there's no science that people are going to say prove this, but I've always avoided foods that don't digest well. And I know what some of them are because I've done the the experiment on myself. You know, food combining principles first appeared in the Ayurveda, in Ayurvedic medicine, actually, of ancient India. We've talked about that, uh, you know, and they were popularized probably in the mid-1800s or so. And it was called the science of food combining. And what happened was proponents of the food combining diets believed that improper food combinations lead to disease, toxin buildup, and digestive distress. Pure Western scientists would laugh and say, that's not true. Your enzymes break everything down in proportion, et cetera, in the digestive system. I am a Western trained scientist, but also a yoga scientist. And I've done the experiment before I speak about it. And I have found that there are certain examples that I'll give you that really don't work that well together. I find that milk, uh, the only taste that I found combines well with milk is a sweet taste. So sugar, dates, honey, rice, or wheat. I don't really find drinking milk with meals the way to go for those that drink any kind of milk. Um, I also use raw milk. Uh, I boil it once, but I use it in my chai because what that does is it actually, I feel like I'm getting, it hasn't been adulterated too much with uh, homogenation and pasteurization together. You know, just doing the pasteurization is enough by boiling. I don't, you don't do milk with those that eat fish. Milk and eggs don't necessarily go together. Milk and yogurt, some say no, some say yes. I usually don't. I eat my dairy products when I do, because I do eat dairy. I eat them alone. And uh, this way that it's, they're more of a heavier, heavier item to digest. So just keep that in mind. When I use clarified butter, I'm, I talk about that. I don't mix ghee with like sweeteners, like honey, unless it's in equal parts. And I like to drink water that hasn't been, you know, that hasn't been really in a bottle for a long time. Now, when I go places and travel, of course I do, but at home, it's much better to filter water than to use bottled water in many cases, depending on where you live. So keep in mind also that drinking lots of coffee, tea, or caffeinated soft drinks give you a false burst of energy. And caffeine can tax the liver as well as the adrenals, creating a buildup. You know, we get fatigued because of that. 
So we want to be able to clear toxins from the channels in our body. That's where acupuncture comes in or marmotherapy, where you're opening up the channels. Only when those channels are open can you deposit, let's say, herbs that you take where they'll be able to go to where they need to go. Otherwise, if you're clogged and you keep taking herbs, you're just going to create more toxins. Seven, minimize restaurant eating. I kind of hinted at that when I spoke about going to a restaurant only once a week because really someone, we have to first look at the ingredients and the cooking methods and the person who's actually making the food. You know, I don't want to sound too fundamental here, but you know, you really don't want someone who's very angry or not at peace. It's rare to find, but usually people that are cooking in restaurants are pretty, depending on what restaurant, but upbeat, happy, they're enjoying what they're doing. So just pay attention to that. Make sure they're using healthy oils. And, you know, if you're traveling or eating out, take some digestive bitters with you. It does help improve digestive power. I always have a bottle with me and it really helps. I don't take it to the restaurant that I go once a week, but then after when I go to an Indian restaurant, or where they make Indian food, it's so it spice so well that I usually don't have problems at all with digestion. And the last one is to eat in a calm and peaceful atmosphere. You know, eating in a settled atmosphere gives you maximum vitality from food. You know, if you're talking on the phone, watching TV, reading, conducting a business meeting over lunch, Food doesn't get properly digested. It creates that ama that I spoke about for the past few weeks, that undigested material, which is creates to uh, toxins. You become dull and fatigued. You know, like eating while standing, walking, driving. I could say I've eaten while I was driving uh, cookies, especially. <laughs> that also creates ama rather than energy. So putting together this list, I looked at my own self. It's I'm not above it all. And I put it together based on, you know, what's really healthy, what's not, and what can we start working with? So the first was to eat foods with that high energy, that high prawn. Eat organic or locally grown foods whenever possible. The third was favor food, having food with high vital force, high intelligence. That's our nutritional energetics. You know, eat a variety of foods. Five, cook with energizing spices. Six, avoid energy draining combinations. Just be careful. Like you don't want to do meat and milk and things like that. Milk should be by itself. That's the point. Uh, minimize restaurant eating and eat in a calm and peaceful environment. You know, you may not be able to incorporate all of these at once, but from a practical point, we could take, you know, one from the list and incorporate it into our routine. You know, try it for 10 days, then another 10 days until you get that 40 days happening for you. And you're going to see amazing results, I guarantee. If you know someone that may benefit from this topic, please uh, share the knowledge and that'll help us serve humanity right now and send the link to someone. And you can do that either from our podcast on SusanTaylor.org or our YouTube uh, station, which is Susan Taylor PhD TV, and where I do the podcast. It's very, very helpful, as I always mention. And that brings us to the end of this episode. And know that the Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week, and it's available on SusanTaylor.org, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and other podcast platforms. And also, I'd like to invite you to join me behind the scenes commentary and question and answers for these episodes on YouTube. And if you'd like to hear more about this topic or some other topics, please 
write in. I love to hear your opinions and your thoughts. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.